Talking about stuff, talking about things, talking about you, talking about me. It's not a wild country, and we are celebrating. It is Canberra. Conversations in the capital. Hello, my name is Henry. Welcome to Canberra Conversations in the Capital. Today, inside the Academy of Interactive Entertainment, I'm joined by award-winning filmmaker Dan Sanguinetti. Armed with an education in creative writing and multimedia communication, Dan has had his hand in an extensive number of Australian films and screen content. An all-rounder of the industry, Dan's experience in the field has included roles in direction and writing, production and editing, as well as photography and camera operation. Receiving a late-life diagnosis of autism and ADHD, Dan is an advocate for inclusive and accessible filmmaking. His work ethic is unmatched, and his passion is nothing but inspirational. Having taught film and media throughout the nation's capital, Dan currently resides with the AIE, continuing to pass on his knowledge and skill set to new generations of content creators and storytellers alike. Hello, Dan. How are you going today? Hello. Thanks for having me, Henry. No, it's been an absolute pleasure so far, genuinely. Before this, you showed me a tour of this entire academy, and it doesn't look like much from the outside, but every room I entered in every building I entered because there's so many blocks to this place yeah is phenomenal all the different programs that are happening all the different tech that's going on here it's so juxtaposing between like the cold brick on the outside and just right. all the activity that is going on inside we are currently recording in the academy yep. this is probably going to be the nicest sounding uh on location episode I've done because <laughs> there is no wind blowing or yeah. or loud tree branches falling anywhere. We're in a recording studio at the AIE. I want you to tell us a bit about all the different programs and the facilities that are here first before yeah. we get going with you. Oh, of course. I mean, AIE has been a institute of Canberra for more than 25 years. In fact, I think we're up to 27 now. And the school started as a place for programmers and video <laughs> gamers. It was a course to basically train people for the industry, training of technology, in design and art, visual effects, film visual effects in, in a way that is on the level of Hollywood. And now, and this is where my story, I guess, comes into all this, is, is filmmaking. AIE has become Canberra's first fully-fledged film school. Amazing. And the, the courses that we are offering here are courses that answer a question that I have always had as a, as a filmmaker is, how do I get myself into the industry in a way that will breed success, mm. not just for me, but for those around me. And so the thing that we have is, is we have a dual diploma, which is an, a diploma of arts and a diploma of screen and media. And within that, in that first year, they're basically learning to make films from start. So writing a film, planning it, you know, storyboarding yeah. yep. it, the all the pre-production hours, the documents, the the the, the location agreements, the WHS stuff, the the bureaucracy, the, the everything. Admin. <laughs> but the thing that actually is filmmaking is yeah. so much more that you know st filmmakers that are starting out don't really understand or realize that that how much planning goes into films. Mm. But we go through all that process. But then we also have the hands-on, the equipment. Working around today, you saw our students actually helping set up the podcast suite we're in now looking at you know the way they're setting up the lights and the cameras and ensuring all the sound is all working this is all part of what we do within the course right it's what we encourage and giving as many opportunities as possible to practice to get experiences to to learn from other people and to you know help each other mm. um and so when we've got an opportunity like today to me that's gold i'm like let's yeah. get the cameras out let's just do a thing oh you've done this many times but do it in one more time 
This is what we encourage in the course. This is what we try and try and um, do. This is all leading towards the advanced diploma in the second year. And in the advanced diploma, they are really focusing on their skill sets that they want to specialize in. So if you want to be a director of photography, then this is a great opportunity to mm. contribute in mm. that way. If you want to be a writer or a producer, then you've got that opportunity to focus. It also is about finding themselves in the second year about who they want to be as a filmmaker. Yeah. The key thing in that second year is finding what is your story? What is the thing that you want to be when you step out there and you're working in the industry? And with all that in mind, you know, we're trying to encourage our students to actually work in the industry as they are studying because really we're a production studio. Mm. The, the, the training we are providing is opportunity to stand up above others and get that job that is on offer. And we want to be just as much as training, as much as starting the industry and growth. And seeing so many of your students working through their journey now going forwards, let's take it back to when you first started. Yeah. The AIE is a spectacular academy. Let's talk about Dan now a little mm. bit. Mm. What got you into filmmaking to begin with? Being able to tell stories is something that my mum encouraged me. She would write down the stories I would tell her and then she would make it into a nice little book. So it was like me writing a book, you know, and she would make it look nice for me. And then, so that was something, and I still have some of those around. Like oh. I just had the passion and I didn't stop and I just kept making stuff and I just didn't look at what I was doing as this is the only time I'm ever going to get to do this. I'm going to find more opportunity. I'm going to just keep making films as much as I can. From all of these journeys, somewhere along this line, I would have to assume that whilst your filmmaking is uniquely you, there were other filmmaking inspirations or influences yeah. that contributed to your filmmaking style. It would be impossible to not acknowledge Steven Spielberg. Mm. That was the films I was watching. They were the films that were the VHSs I've got. So, you know, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park. <laughs> and then the other one, and this is pivotal, was Peter Jackson. As I really established, I want to be a successful filmmaker. His, his book that covered right up until King Kong. So this journeys every single one of his films up until getting King Kong made because King Kong for him was a like I'm making a film I don't care if anyone likes it and I don't care how much money I spend this is my passion project yeah. and I'm going to make a film that is purely all I care about is for me to watch on the big screen and he did and it was why well, so many people probably didn't enjoy that version of King Kong as much but I loved it I loved it because of what it, what, what it stood for but also what I look for in movies but The Lord of the Rings is just the story of The Lord of the Rings and how it connects to my journey Somebody who just finished year 12, not really sure what to do. And I went and saw Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, for the, myself, knowing I really didn't enjoy the first film. I mm. really didn't enjoy it. I didn't, I, I, don't, I just went, I'm going to need to see a movie. It was like Boxing Day, I think. When it came out, it was, I, I booked a ticket, sat down, and in that opening five minutes, sorry, spoilers for a 22-year-old film, but <laughs> a 20-year-old film, I didn't know Gandalf survives. Sure. I thought he dies in that previous film. Yeah. Probably one of the reasons why I really didn't like that first is because I was like, he's the best character. <laughs> and he falls and dies. So like, And of course, something I was to learn when I did go and study script writing is that you killed the best characters mm -hmm. because you care about them. Yeah. That's, that's the point. Didn't know that at the time. But I didn't know Gandalf survives. So when you've got this camera shot of t two towers opening, you get the 
you know, there's no like previously on to, uh, Lord of the Rings, which I didn't know what they were going to do. I was like, are they going to do that? And I'm like, no, of course, that's crazy. They were doing that. But it was just the, the echoes of the previous film and flying across the beautiful New Zealand mountains. You come mm. in and you see, uh, go through the mountain, like you fly through the mountain. And there you are, Gandalf and the thing is like, you know, you shall not pass. Frodo's like, no, right? <laughs> Whatever, I can't remember exactly. Uh, no, fly, you fools, right? Yeah. First, that's right. Yeah. Fly, you fools, right? And then, instead of continuing like it did in the other movie, the camera just keeps flying and then just falls down into the, yeah. the hole. Yeah. The feeling I went through in that moment is like everything I, I have worked towards now to try and recreate for other people. Mm. The feeling I had falling down that hole and him grabbing, like Gandalf, grabbing the sword and just starting to fight the Balrog mid-air and the sound and the immersion of the, the, the music, everything in that moment. And I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I want in life. This is what I want to do. I want to create moments like that because that moment has stuck with me. That moment defines so much for me. And so I went to film school with that visual, that thing in my head of going, I want to be able to achieve that one day, that moment, that drove me to really understand Peter Jackson more. And as I said, became a blueprint for so much, mm. which ultimately probably led to my first features. Amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about inclusion and accessibility in filmmaking. Mm -hmm. uh, you told me you had a later life diagnosis of ADHD and autism. Mm -hmm. What is that like right now? Like, give me some insight mm. into your day-to-day -day doing the filmmaking. Um, How I does mean, it affect things? So, yes, I have felt through my own career, I did not go out to get diagnosed but it was like something happened along the way that made me go I need to get answers because I, I can't keep living with this anxiety or this this sense of not loneliness but just a feeling of rejection sure. because of what I'm trying to be and who I am and I just want to succeed and I want to be happy and I want to support people in the same way so I have the I have the energy to do that and so just getting to the point of asking it in the form of you know, what does it mean to be autistic? Or what does it mean to have ADHD? And that led to, I guess, referrals. And then a lot of waiting. <laughs> and then more talking. And then eventually, a very confident doctor said, yeah, man, you're autistic, dude. You know, that was how he said it to me. And I'm like, like that validation, that moment. But even so, like, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't, you know, it didn't do anything. It wasn't like this freeing thing I would have liked it to have been. Sure. Um, so I guess in return, my desire for inclusion, my desire to help filmmakers become filmmakers, no matter where their background is, because I felt nobody really wanted to help me. Yes, my mum did. Yes, I had friends. I always have supported people around me, but there are so many barriers out there. And sometimes it's barriers that we don't even mean to create. And so finding a way to build inclusion, it just involves a lot more dialogue. It just involves a lot more communication, understanding, giving people the benefit of the doubt, 
but also asking them what they want and what their needs are. And you ask for those things and then you can include them in your conversation. And it's tough as a filmmaker because film film is expensive, and so it's not like it's suddenly I'm just all all of a sudden there's all these opportunities for funding or projects getting made. It's it's more about just being a I've wanted to be an ear and listen to people who have stories to tell, and then trying to find ways to make it work. And sometimes I can't do I can't do it all, but I've found good opportunities with a number of success stories. I guess I mean, that has led me that led me into basically what bus stop films i was just uh, gonna say yeah. on that note tell me about bus stop films you know so bus stop films have been around for 10 years they're not something it's not something new they're they're oh, and i mean to clarify i'm i'm not i'm not bus stop films some people <laughs> thought i was bus stop films Damn um, which was very nice <laughs> very nice of people to think that but in truth they are just a company that decided that they were going to help people with different disabilities particularly learning disabilities be filmmakers mm. and so they run a program and that is inclusive and open and understanding of all needs and they make films that's all they do it's a non you know non-qualification course so it is turn up and be yourself and take part and get hands-on experience and meet with the industry and they really like bust up to amazing work connecting with the industry to a point that i'm almost jealous now you know i worked for them three years and this year i i, I stepped back to focus on my job at aie and it was one of the hardest decisions to actually do it was also around the time where my diagnosis was starting to become more public mm. and it was difficult because i didn't want to be part of a problem you know with my life and, and also have to add on with the ADHD stuff is like, I have this thing where I take on way too much, always take on way too much and, and not ask for help to do it. Or I get stressed out very easily. So I guess the tool set that's on offer um, that Bus Stop do is not just about the, the opportunities that people who are part of that course, you know, have. It's also making people aware what it means to be inclusive and particularly being an inclusive filmmaker. The awareness that's built around that and the way they connect with the industry is so that we can not make it a, a like a, a taboo thing. It's a very open conversation of, okay, cool. We've done our WHS policy. Now what's our inclusion policy? And simple as that. Yeah. And that's that's their goal. And that's what Bus Stop are doing, particularly for the film industry. But also it's embedding into other industries as a result of the work they're doing. And so, yeah, I, I will always be jealous of the amazing work that Bus Stop Films do. And I was privileged, completely privileged to have done it for three years with them and help establish the Canberra class here and, and you know, give them, a, a, I guess, a scaffold. And now there's some new amazing filmmakers who are working with that those those students, the same students. It's a great thing. You just repeat it every year. Like, why? <laughs> because you just keep making films that's as it. much as you like. That's, that's the magic of it. So That's so incredible. Yeah. And it's just so important. What I do know and what I think, there's a film I made earlier this year called The Way Sam Sees It. And like it's like a documentary, but it's not. It's it's sort of, uh, but it involves a student from Bus Stop Films that I um, you know, was very fond of, Sam Chapman. He's a photographer. I just came up with an idea about him just wanting to capture a rainbow, but couldn't. And it was related to the, the theme of Lights, Camera, Action this year. And, but it was just, I just generally wanted to tell this heartwarming story about Sam, because Sam is just such a, you know, amazing hu human being. And the way that he engages in his, the interaction with me. So Sam has Down syndrome. Mm. He loves Disney films, always has his camera with him, was obsessed of taking photos of me because he discovered, and this is where another autistic thing came out, <laughs> by the way, 
I stand like a penguin. Oh? He called me a penguin so many times. And I always thought I didn't understand why. But I sort of stand on my feet in a way, like when I was teaching and standing in front of class. And he captured all these photos. And he started drawing me as a penguin. Like, because that was just the natural, my natural stance was, you know, I know the T-Rex thing is something that a lot of people, you know, when you're you know, neurodivergent see that they, they notice that they stand with T-Rex, but I was penguin. Yeah. Anyway, uh, side story on that, but it's just, he's, the way he, he engaged with me, the way he connected with me was, there was just something there and, and, and he used to draw pictures. And so I have his pictures up on my wall of my, of, of me. And anyway, I just came up with a story. I just had this story that I wanted to tell. And so his mum was very supportive and loved the idea and gave us this opportunity over one weekend to make it. And because, you know, as I said, when I come up with a great idea, I reach out to the students. And so Doug Hall, who's an um, advanced diploma student here at AIE, but also now becoming a trainer, currently takes the Cert 3 class. Oh, I saw Doug before. Yeah, you yeah, met Doug. Doug. Yeah, before, you yeah. met Doug before. So together, I pitched him this idea. I pitched him this, this film asked for his help because he's a great camera person, a great cinematographer, and wanted to give him opportunity to get involved in something, and we'd been talking about it. And so mm. we went off and made this film together. And it's just, yes, it's received so much love and attention across the world. It's it's audience. It's the people who have seen it. It's it, it's great that it's winning awards, and it, that means, and it means a lot to Sam as well because, you know, Sam we've got a few trophies and a few medals and apparently he wears them all the time and he <laughs> carries them around and everything with him because that's what it means. And, but the, see, that is what it's about Yeah, is how he feels about that and what that means to him. Yeah. That's, that's the inclusion. That's the reason why I love the films. And that's where I think things have evolved for me is because that's what I want from people is them to feel like they're part of it. Part of something that they love and part of what they they are doing and that's what i want from the projects i do and even if it's a horror movie or a sci-fi movie or an action film you know i've done it i've got to shoot a car chase before hmm. we got to flip and crash a car nice i mean that was so cool you know i've done martial art films and i've you know i've done zombie films and I've, you know i've had all these great experiences like kind of to be able to do a story that has the inclusion it does have that the way sam sees it has is i think it's special by far, it's nowhere near like a concluding point at all. Of it's course. it's like a, just another really great step, and like the next project is going to be something else and something different. But I want that same feeling and I want that same reaction. And if it means that much to people inside on the film, then you know that that's that's what I'm working towards. That's so well said. You have been in the nation's capital now for, well, to say a hot minute, mm. I would say. How would you say Canberra's filmmaking scene has evolved? Well, when I started, there wasn't really anything, in so my opinion. increased exponentially. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Martin. Marissa Martin has been the festival director for Lights, Camera, Action since its inception. She created Lights, Camera, Action, and that's where pretty much my first official film was you know like i've made stuff <laughs> but a film that had a story and credits and was submitted to something and without lights camera action i wouldn't have made films on a regular basis so marissa the work she's done for the community mm. or the industry really is immense and i mean it, it's incredible it's really incredible what she's done 
And I thank her for it because mm. without it, I would not be where I am now. So that's indicative of where the industry has been at. And I'm still willing to keep making lights, camera, action films. I, I mean, you know, uh, one day I will decide. I've said before I'll step down and not make it, but <laughs> there's something about just getting to make a film yeah. that means so much. And I'm, I, 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 you know, like just getting to do it. I want to do it. Yeah. And so that is a big ev evolution because before there wasn't, there wasn't enough. There wasn't opportunities. Um, and it takes someone like Marissa Martin to create something that has stuck around and has become an institute and has created a number of filmmakers and local filmmakers because of the opportunities that festival has given people and the exposure to, you know, to some level has led to their, you know, having a decent showreel to move on because it comes challenging. It's become more challenging every year to make something that is worthy of, you know, screening, you know, it's very competitive. Yeah. But yeah, and then I guess the other key person to probably shout out as part of the journey is Monica Penders. She just finished up her 14 years at Screen Canberra as the CEO. Wow. Monica has always been my filmmaking mum in a way. <laughs> she calls herself Mama Pod related to the lots of different workshops and, and, and initiatives where Screen Canberra put things on and you know, there is moral support for everybody involved in that. But it needed something like Screen Canberra to be created. Mm. Um, it needed an organization. It needed something to define how film and the industry in locally would be able to run. And they've taken, it's taken 14 years for them to get anywhere. And it's tough because it's about the ACD government, about how they obviously want to facilitate local industry because it's up to them in, in some way. And if it's not up to them, yeah, well then it's the big, the big side of screen Australia. And that's just, that's even more challenging. Yeah. And things have improved. Um, there are still so much work. There's so much more that can be done. And again, you can come back to work can be done in, in regards to inclusion as well. Mm. And not to say anything is bad or negative. It's just, we've got so much to do to really make this town be a place. I spend another, you know, 20 something years on you know to continuing building my career um and hopefully others who stick around and, and and go with it too so i guess yeah with aie and the courses that's all part of that that narrative i mean um, let's jump on that right yeah because the question i've been asking everyone this season yeah might relate to where we're going with this this conversation yeah what do you think canberra needs more of and why what might be something that canberra suddenly gets an influx of that might get yeah. you to stay for another two and a half decades um I think what Canberra needs more is um, probably on the same tone and line. It needs more respect from <laughs> outside. I think we're enough. I think what we've got to offer is a lot. We've always have, but it, it is so easy to look at Canberra as a, a political town. Mm. When the experiences of nearly every Canberran I know, even though if they work at Parliament House, it's not about politics. Even, you know, and it's not even about the left or right of politics. It is simply, there, there is so much that Canberra has to offer and always has. And in, in many ways, the, 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 the boundaries or the, 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 you know, the glass bubble that sits around Canberra is not one that we hold ourselves in, mm. but one that Melbourne and Sydney and other places kind of keep us out in a way. Yeah. And... It's tough because, yeah, we're small compared to them and there's less competition and that, that less competition means that we don't have, you know, we don't have the, that, that drive in the same way because we don't need to. So more competition would be great, but at the same time, you know, I think 
when people and very much in the film industry outside when people in the film industry start believing what Canberra filmmakers can do and want to be part of what we're doing I think we're going to be good yeah. I think we've got to do and again a lot of what I'm doing at AIE I hope it's helping that narrative and I hope that story can get out there that we there is something that we can offer hence the need and desire for very defined film facilities here at Canberra Technology Park that we hope to start building next year if the development applications all get approved at the time we need them there'll be a film studio here so yes to answer we need we need people to believe in us and to care about us but also i guess by having facilities having a place for filmmakers to work that will then help that in a way it will help improve that standing so that people do come here and want to spend money here mm. to make films and to engage in the film industry i mean you've just hinted at this mm. but i was just going to ask about the future mm. of dan and of the aie yeah do you want to talk more about ideas of bringing this rustic old building to the 21st yeah. century yeah i mean like the building we're in now this studio we're in will be gone one day we hope it's sooner than later but the the whole site at Canberra Technology Park in Watson has been owned by AC government and in the recent years it, it has been approved to be given to AIE or sold to AIE rather so that this site can be redeveloped into a fully fledged film production hub with studios, with facilities, with edit suites, with a sound studio just like this, a Foley studio that would come accompanying with it, screening rooms, grading rooms, workshop areas to build props and to create sets and things like that and obviously the school will go there too but until that like all gets approved like we've got nowhere to go yeah so to get this building gone we've got to build another building and there's a space in the that was used to be a car park and then they dug it up about 18 months ago and it sat as a sort of it was a bit of a construction site and now it's kind of a grassy field with fences around it because we're just the timing is is important you know getting the local community believing in what we're doing and the, that we got that's about the the consultation process of any development application in the ACT it needs to be go through the correct processes and things have had to change and things have had to evolve in the way that buildings are going to work but the school itself and you, you got to walk around the facilities today you got to see what we've got behind the old Watson High right it looks like a high school mm. but the new buildings won't look like a high school it will look like a facility that is for professional filmmaking and one day it will be something more that's it yeah finally before we end this Dan yeah. the floor is completely yours are there any final things you like to say before we close oh. this conversation um, well I've been informed by our wonderful student supporters joey and jamie that there's only three minutes left of uh <laughs> memory on their cameras so anything i could add and say and not complete it in three minutes yeah oh look uh if you want to know more about aie like ask like uh, i'm happy to tell you about it i'm happy to share if you want to be a filmmaker i'm happy to support and keep putting you in the right direction if you've got a script or an idea yeah i'll listen but remember a lot of people reach out what i'm trying to say is uh, I, I can't help everyone but go out there just get your films made find people this school has some great emerging filmmakers who will be professional filmmakers who will mm. be the people you can do and i can introduce you to them and you can collaborate with them and they might be more available now than i am 
So that's one thing. But look, I love what I do. I love being part of the community I'm part of. I love being an AIE. I'm proud to be a filmmaker and I'm proud to be a filmmaker with a disability. But all that, all that matters to me is everybody is able to achieve the things they want to do and be proud as well. Mm. And, you know, really enjoy what whatever your journey's got to be. That's that I guess if there was, you know, bring it all together, like I just hope people can find the best in each other. And some things that I put out there can help achieve that. Dan, thank you so much for our chat today. It's been so lovely. Folks from the Academy of Interactive Entertainment, this has been Canberra Conversations in the Capital. For Dan Sanguinetti and the intelligent and innovative minds of the AIE, I've been Henry Zhu. Stay safe, be kind, and we'll see you around town soon.